The government has defended its decision to lift the ban on evictions despite warnings that this will lead to a rise in homelessness. A memo presented to the Cabinet and widely reported on this morning warned that extending the ban would have represented a serious breach of trust between the government and landlords. The coalition has promised new measures to help renters although it's unclear when these will be introduced. On primetime last night, Louise Byrne spoke to a number of people who were queuing for a viewing at a rental property in Talla in Dublin. The last time I checked, I have applied to 486 houses and this is my third viewing. And that's in the last year. <laughs> I've literally applied to everything. I, have, I work full-time, I have my deposits, references, everything ready to go. And last night, I applied to another 80, 82 houses last night. My daughter hasn't, like, she hasn't been to stay with me for the last year. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I, I want, my, my daughter needs her own place, like, you know. She's seven years old going to school, so like, I have to literally have her own place. And at the moment, I'm going from place to place. As you can see, I'm a business development manager. I drive around, I work full time, and a few nights I've had to stay in my van now. <laughs> I've nowhere to go, like, you know. This is probably my 17th or 18th property beyond in the last, say, six months. Um, I'm currently sleeping in my car at the moment. Um, I'm working Monday to Friday. Um, I get up in the morning, drive to work, drive back, park somewhere in the housing estate, go sleep in the back of the car, come to the owns like this and just keep going. That's all you can do. It's, it's doing your best. It's really disheartening, you know. You have to go back and sleep in the car at the end of the day. It's, yeah, it takes a lot of you. You get up for work the next morning. It's madness. Madness. And you've been doing that for how many months? Doing it since July of last year. I was renting property in Crumlin and then my landlord wanted to sell. Obviously I had to leave. Couldn't find anywhere to take me, I suppose, the amount of people that are looking for properties at the minute. So I've been sofa surfing for the last almost year, since April 2022, April yeah. last year. Um, I have a three-year-old, so I've been doing it with him, just kind of hopping from place to place since then. We're at the age now where we can't live in the home anymore. And my girlfriend is living with our mother. And um, we're just looking to set up together, basically. So how optimistic are you that you'll find somewhere? I don't know, I mean... How optimistic can you be if it's like this all the time? We're being made homeless at the end of this month. Me, my four kids, my two grandkids. Um, the stress of it is diabolical. My landlady asked the council to buy my premises for me, to rent to me. Um, they told my landlady they would look into it and that was the end of it. They never heard anything else. We end up in the homeless. We, are, we can only take a certain amount of stuff with us. But the winter... It was hard. Christmas was horrible. The girls' birthdays were horrible. They got clothes because we could pack that. Even my pet, I have a German Shepherd dog. I've had him 10 years and I have to find another home for him as well. It's just the realness of it all now. I count down the days until I have to literally drag whatever belongings I've accumulated with me through the homeless and that's the inevitability of it. And I'm scared and I'm scared for my kids. Some of the people viewing a house in Talla in Dublin earlier this week, they were speaking to Louise Byrne on last night's primetime. Irish Times political reporter Jack Horgan-Jones joins us. Jack, can you talk to us about this briefing note presented to Cabinet? Um, what does it tell us about the thinking behind the government decision? 
Good morning, Rachel. Well, the, the memorandum basically explains uh, from the perspective primarily of the Minister for Housing, Dara Bryan, and his officials who would have been involved in drafting the note. It explains the underlying rationale for the decision that the government took yesterday not to extend the uh, the eviction ban and uh, in doing so also to introduce what are described as some, some mitigating measures. Now, there are several reasons, but I'd distill it down to, to two primary reasons. The first of which is one that was foregrounded in the initial uh, reporting yesterday, which is the, the advice of the Attorney General. And the Attorney General, Russell Fanning, does seem to have indicated that he had concerns not only over the existing uh, ban, which, as I understand it, is actually facing uh, a legal challenge that landed in the last couple of weeks, but he also issued a fairly a fairly straightforward warning that if the if the ban was extended, there would be, uh, there would be likely more legal challenges to follow. But the reasoning that is more extensively outlined within the memo uh, relates to the, uh, the, the the underlying rental market and this this fear, I think, that exists within the Department of Housing, within officials in the Department of Housing in particular, that extending the ban would kind of warp the, 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 the rental market, that it would send the, the wrong signal to potential investors and to landlords. And the, the phrase that's used is a breach of trust. So that effectively, the, the main reason that's outlined there is that extending it and they did feel they would have to extend it for a period of two years in order for it to be effective and for the the, the, the greater, uh, broader reform of the rental market to take place, that extending it for that kind of time period would fracture the rental market further. Uh, it's kind of counterintuitive, though, and that's the political problem that the government is facing, because on the one hand, they're saying that this will lead to an increase in homelessness, or it is likely to lead to an increase in homelessness, but they're also trying to convince people simultaneously that, you know, had they done had they done so and extended it, it would have been worse in the long term, and that's the that's the conundrum they're facing. The surprise I think for many is that in the days leading up to the decision there had been some indications that the ban would stay in place perhaps in a modified way but but the belief had been that, that it would still be there. Absolutely. So from from kind of the tail end of last week over the weekend and into early this week, much of the reporting, as you say, focused on what seemed to be a strengthening probability that the, the, the ban would be extended and it will be modified in some way so that there will be a range of kind of tax sweeteners offered to, to landlords and also that, you know, it will be perhaps easier in certain circumstances to, to engineer an eviction if you wanted to move into the property yourself or a family member wanted to move in. That seems to have receded almost almost at the last minute and been replaced by the idea of of ending the the, the, the eviction ban and putting in mitigation mitigating factors. The reasons underpinning that, as I say, you know, the concerns about the about the, the the wider rental market and the AG's concerns, but also a strong resistance, as I understand it, from the Department of Finance, which did not want to see any uh, taxation measures. The logic there being that you know, if there was concessions made to to landlords, the uh, the the the, the the list of people, whether it be renters or people seeking mortgage interest relief, relief or property investors themselves who would come knocking on the door of the Department of Finance and say, well, you interrupted in the middle of uh, the budgetary cycle and made taxation changes for this one special interest group. Why can't you do it for us? And that was another another bullock of, resi- bullock of resistance to, uh, to, to doing that kind of approach, extending with tax sweeteners for landlords. Just one final question on this. We heard repeatedly yesterday uh, the Minister for Housing promising new new measures to help renters, when are they likely to be in place? 
So it's not quite clear, and I think this is one of the one of the most interesting parts. There was a, a, a note that went around to Green Party members last night explaining how you know these new mitigating measures would come in and they'd be they'd entail a massive expansion of, of cost rental. But they admitted in that note, the party's chairman, or the party's housing spokesman, uh, Francis Noel Duffy, admitted in that note there was still a lot of work yet yet to be done. This is kind of one policy with two two supporting strands. One of which is uh, the idea that you would have you you as a tenant would have first refusal if your landlord put the the um, property on the market and secondly if you weren't in a position to muster the funds to buy the the apartment or the house that the local authority or an approved housing body would come in as part of what's being termed a backstop and purchase the house on your behalf and you would stay there as a cost rental tenant on, on the same or better terms but there's an awful lot still to be worked out mm-hmm. there's legislation that needs to be passed there's administrative changes to, that need to be ch- introduced to the the shared equity scheme and you know there's some very basic things like you know what pot of money is going to fund this that still need to be established. So I, I think that there's there will be a rush on and there will be pressure on and there will be expectation on that this is introduced as soon as humanly possible because obviously evictions are going to restart from the end of the month and I don't think all that supporting architecture is going to be in place. So there will be a, certainly a gap, uh, you would imagine, of several weeks and there will be a huge political pressure to, to close that gap as soon as possible and to prove that these interventions, these mitigations actually work. Jack Horgan-Jones of the Irish Times, thanks for that.